0: Very much is Japan. Just uh, as, a t- as a totality, the Japanese tend to stay in their country. Yeah, they don't like really, that. Nah,
1: that is true. I don't really see like a lot of Japanese migrants. You don't see, yeah, you don't.
0: Tourists, and that's, and, and part of that's cultural. Part of it, you know, they, you know, culturally, they they kind of believe that they are the superior Asian race. During World War II, they likened themselves to the to the Nazis, that that they were the master race. And for them, they were in a master Asian race. Yeah, master Asian.
1: Quiet, quiet down, everybody. Stop being so disrespectful and listen to what I have to say. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, gather around for what will be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you to witness
0: greatness. This will be the finest podcast known to man. I give you shooting... The shit.
1: The cultural difference with Japanese, right? Because yeah. I have, I just actually watched this video today. Mm-hmm. They're in Pakistan, and the dude offered them some food that he bought. He was like a tourist YouTuber guy. Mm-hmm. And they all turned it down. And apparently it's like their pride thing. So like They're, their pride. Like oh, their yeah, culture, yeah. They don't, they don't accept gifts, like especially the, yeah. from tourists. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. So there are cultural differences out there that can, you know, make and break if you're trying to be diplomatic or let's say like when I was in the Highway patrol, we, I was part of our community outreach unit. Mm-hmm. And if you got people going out to, to the various communities and they're not culturally aware of the difference, and I'm not just talking Asian, I'm talking about, you know, black uh, Hispanic uh Eastern European you know like a Russian uh Ukrainian and all that
1: <laughs> so <laughs> the funny oh. thing you can tell that I don't use YouTube a lot right
0: <laughs> there's a lot of women one there huh?
1: <laughs> there's a lot of it seems like a lot of spam <laughs> going on huh
0: <laughs> jeez louise
1: yeah. um so yeah <laughs> just uh I don't remember the guy's name we will edit that out that's funny as hell. <laughs>
0: What's the guy? These
1: are the things that I've I've checked out.
0: Right. Oh, okay.
1: And this is what comes up. <laughs> I think it comes up because it's my. Um, I think it's my because it's my creator profile. You know so when they I probably just spam the shit out of me.
0: Way back. God, I hate saying this, but back in the 1990s, I was I I was just learning how to use you know the internet, and so. Uh, I you know, and I saw this thing search, and how does this work? Mm-hmm. And so I says, okay, I'm gonna look up Asian cultures. And so I did, and all of a sudden, all this spam shot out at me. And it was all, uh, you know, porn.
1: Wait, you typed it? You typed in Asian culture? Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I, you know, <laughs> I never. I, and this is '90s. We're oh, talking geez. present day. This. Is 90s. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And all of a sudden, I just got explosion of all this porn and they said oh crap what's all this stuff and i'm sitting there delete 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 and it's just more would come up I said, oh my god what did i create here i'm trying to delete all this stuff and i was just trying to you know i'm trying to learn how this thing works and yeah. you just click the one wrong thing and suddenly you're just bombarded and yeah. so i finally figured out okay well let me just get out of this thing completely but I was like, "Oh man, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just the barrage of porn spam."
0: Yeah, and Damn, and then oh, I nice. and then when I, I I called a few people up on this one, and 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 I had a cousin who's was, who was a you know computer geek, and he said, "This oh yeah, you say Asian anything, you're gonna get barrage because oh, yeah. Asians are the worst about going after porn." And I said, really? he said, "Really?" "Yeah." I said, "Wow."
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like certain stuff. It's funny in one of the earlier episodes. I forget what it was. Uh, he wanted me to type in, like, like, sewer girl or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Well, because there were, so in the first episode at that time, there was a current event where this girl in Florida, she was uh, going to the sewers or something oh. like that. They found her in the sewers. Oh, I see. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: <laughs> he's like, oh, just go and look it up. And he's like, type in uh, Florida storm drain girl or something like that. Never, I might not have been the one. I, I don't know. But you just got to be careful with what you search. That's yes. for dang sure.
0: Oh, man, that was funny. And I said, whoa. Uh,
1: do you want to check out any of these by chance? We could check out some of...
0: Uh, I have not seen any of them. I haven't
1: seen any of these either. They, they could be wild. They could not be. This is only 43 seconds. So if it's bad, we don't what? lose that much of our life. Oh, well, How recent is it? Uh, three That's days hard. ago. Okay. Happened three days ago. Mm-hmm. Share, the, share the link here in the, uh, in the uh, comments here for you guys. And just so you know, some people don't know... Uh, whenever I say like the links, they're like, "Oh, I don't see the links on your on your show." The links will be before you click on the show, so there'll be the oh, three little dots, and you can pick more info, and it'll tell you the description of the show that we're about to uh, that's about to play, oh, okay. and it'll have all of our links for the YouTube and things oh, okay. of that nature that we have okay. going on. Um, and in there, I will also share this. Go ahead and uh, send it to myself, so that way we can watch it. All right.
0: Police department body camera footage of a deadly police shooting. A warning, you may find the video disturbing. Watch here as a man pulls a knife on officers trying to arrest him. Arrest uh, him first! Hey! Yeah, arrest Drop get, get the knife yeah. up! You heard police order the man to drop the knife, uh-huh. then you see him lunge toward officers. We have paused the video at the moment police pull the trigger. Officers came to the hall. So that was uh, to arrest I guess it won't click ready. on
1: any more that are news broadcasts, huh?
0: Well, you know, you can. There's a number of these, and where an officer has to make those shoot, don't shoot situations. That's part of our training. Um, you know, what I received in training back in '84, and then later over time, they started bringing in technology so you could do. Uh, one of them is called a uh, FOTS training. It's a. <clears throat> but, uh, where it, it the technology was good enough that you could have a scenario where you could either shoot or don't shoot under the circumstances presented to you, and were you paying attention to what the what the threat actually was? Uh-huh. You know, because I know here locally in the Sacramento Sacramento Police Department, um, one of the couple of younger officers um, were looking for somebody who you know uh, uh, fleeing fleeing fugitive, and uh, the person who they confronted in a backyard uh, wasn't real cooperative mm-hmm. and kept uh, hemming and hawing. And then when he finally moved, they saw what looked like flashing of silver, and so they opened fire, you know, only to find out that what he had was a cell phone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think his brother... Is it Stefan What's the Oh
1: you're talking about the Sacramento one? Yes. Oh yeah, it was like uh Stefan Clark's Stefan Stefan Clark, I think. Something, yeah, something like, like that.
0: that. So the, the and in in what's interesting is that one of the is it Clark? You might have the name No,
1: Stefan. I have the name uh, completely wrong. Stephen Clark. Oh, Stephen it could Clark. be that one, yeah.
0: Yeah, Stephen Clark. Because his brother is the one who's, who has been... Yeah, sorry
1: for mispronouncing the name, guys.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, but I believe
1: it's Stephen Clark. And there's actually you, the... Oh, um, yeah, go
0: see that. Yeah, here's the... When you talk about, about that?
1: 23 seconds, five critical moments. Yeah, there's like... Um, in that scene from Goodfellas, where the dude... The dude has the hoagie. And, yeah, he got shot because he was pulling out his hoagie. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> hoagie like in Sandwich?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. This is a long video. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's what happened. But, um, he went on, like, a long pursuit, correct?
0: Yeah, see, and I don't know if he was the one being chased or not. I, uh, from what I recall, he was, in fact, the one being chased, and that was actually a family member's home.
1: Yeah, I believe he ran to his grandmother's Grandmother's home.
0: house, yeah. And so... You know, I, that, is this the
1: actual body cam footage? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Let's. Um,
0: See, they're both hiding, and you know, it, it, so it, there's it,
1: more than one person at the time. It's not just. It's just. Yeah, there's two
0: officers. Well, one, I mean,
1: I meant as far as like the people that they're chasing. Is it just, apparently Clark? just the
0: one? And the thing was is that, and I, God, I don't know. I don't like being, you know, questioning the PC of things, but it was one white officer, one black officer. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine it would have been a greater issue if they had both both been white officers.
1: I mean, it's a pretty big issue to begin with. I mean, there's a lot of rioting over that. But statistics
0: will show you that black-on-black crime, black-on-black murders represent 90% of all the murders in the black community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why I'm critical of BLM because look what happened with BLM. Have you heard what happened to them?
1: uh i think matt was talking about that on one of the previous episodes like there's a lot of lawsuits right
0: well no oh and they're paying people off well no even more critical oh geez okay okay blm Continue. collected somewhere in the in, in the area of 90 million dollars in grants donations et cetera. and there's a lot of question as to where all that money was going because the the head of the blm and and all the other officers they were buying property mm. You know, and guess what? A couple, a couple weeks ago, BLM declared bankruptcy. Oh, geez. So, so it's an LLC, huh? Yeah. Well, I who knows? You know, the, the corporate, corporate the, 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 the one receiving all the grants and donations, they're now declaring bankruptcy. What's with that? You know, you guys are millionaires because you're paying yourselves and your cousins and your other family members and your friends and everything like that. So they've all gotten a piece of the pie, but what about the original purpose of that organization?
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, and and they weren't going, they were barely going out in the community. From everything I've read, they don't really have a whole lot to show for what they you know, for all this money they've collected.
1: I think everybody just capitalizes on other people's misfortune. Sure. Because like, so if you wanted to capitalize on making some money, right, you would want to find yourself in the middle of a of a high highly uh polarized situation if you will mm-hmm. a police officer killing somebody is already a polarized situation usually if there's a deadly police shooting it's probably going to be on the news um and the situation where it's racial it's just even that much better for someone to because it works both ways right sure. you have the people that capitalize it on that on on, on the, mm-hmm. the blm as you said and then you have the other people there's always two sides then you have the all lives, or the, the whatever have you. It's just people capitalize on a polarized situation and cash out. It's just it's the evil nature of people, I think.
0: Well, same thing with, with uh, reparations. You
1: know, reparations? <laughs> no, do tell, I haven't heard anything about that, G. Seriously? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you this <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, thank you
1: <laughs> I, I have i have heard some stuff about that um i well, don't i mean
0: there's a california if i if committee. i
1: if i throw my two cents in there the only opinion the only opinion i have on this is that california was never a slave state so it's kind of odd that we're the ones that are trying to pioneer the whole yeah cause
0: and, and and you know that the initially the you know, 1.2 million seems about right and then another the guy some guy just comes in and said, oh Five point one million.
1: and that's per person. Yeah. You yeah, see, when I first when I first saw the when I first saw the total, I was like, "That's that's, that's a lot of money," but divided up amongst like
0: everyone no, no, in California. They, yeah, per yeah. Californian who that's you can crazy. prove is a descendant from a slave. Oh, so that is a stipulation. Yeah. If you if you just. But oh. I mean, how how are you going to how are you going to prove things? The records of those stuff is really kind of shaky to begin with, so, especially the ones in California.
1: Yeah, because they were kind of illegally just moved there, or or well, not they, necessarily they, even, they yeah they, they escaped they, if
0: you they will, they migrated over here. They migrated because whether or not they escaped, I mean, lots and lots migrated well, to California. Let me let me clarify with what I'm saying about that is
1: because <clears throat> you you have documentations right, like that's a that's a historical notation right, like the people that were brought over as slaves and all that stuff, they were notated in documents. I, I, I Did you
0: know the original slaves that came to this country were actually captured by their own people? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So to <laughs> say that the, the white people brought them all over here—is <laughs> this what we're doing now? Huh? I mean, and we're going to
1: get canceled eventually. I know, so I but, well. and, and
0: that's why I, I, I laugh a little bit because these are hot topics that you really can't be honest about, Well or that, you have to be—you have to tread the the the, 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 the eggshells. It and man and slavery is still going on.
1: It's not like it stopped. Like yeah, there's no, still it's just, it's just there's different a sex trade going on. Yeah,
0: it, there's it, the cobalt mines. I yeah, mean, there's a lot of different ways of of of, of hiding it, masking what is it, for all intents and purposes slavery.
1: I read, I read a. I try not to do this, but I do it for material sometimes for my mm-hmm. skits. But I read a comment earlier. And on YouTube, and it said something along the lines of uh, don't, because someone was probably being religious, I didn't see their comment, but they were like, hey, simmer down so-and-so, hell doesn't exist. And I was like, that's a bold statement, because that hell does not exist,
0: right?
1: So, like, I get it if you're not religious, right? You don't believe in God, you (laughs) think you have all the answers, because it's easy to denounce stuff. Like, it really is. Look at today, right? It's so easy. I could just be like, science isn't real. I don't have to prove that. I don't have to have a hypothesis, a conclusion, anything. All I need to do is say science doesn't exist, God doesn't exist. Uh, you know, the sky isn't really blue. Just, just stuff like that. But that being said, this, to say that hell doesn't, that there's no possibility of hell existing, to me is just insane. Because look at Earth. Could you could you not make a valid argument that we're literally already in hell?
0: I yeah, mean, depending on who you're speaking to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think anyone could say that, and yeah. you could be talking. I think that it might even be more, um, more of a positive answer or more of a positive yes from the higher up people because they already know. So if you're talking, you just show me a clip of Joe Biden falling asleep in an interview. Right. Now, <laughs> granted, it was a, it was an old interview. It was Tucker Carlson on Fox, so it's was, or it was old About segment, old. but not too old. It's it's still recent. I mean, yeah. it's, Joe Biden's in office still. Yeah. So he fell asleep. Um, if you were to ask Joe Biden, behind behind closed doors, what does hell exist? Or, or sorry, <laughs> do you think this could possibly be hell on Earth?
0: He would, I'm, I can guarantee you, he'd never say that hell is here now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, behind closed doors, on it. That's, you, just, that's just a a, bold, uh, a broad example. Because someone that high up, they know the evil that goes on in this world. They talk to the people everywhere. More, they see they more. They're aware of more
0: than yeah. most people.
1: Exactly. They people. know, like, we, people talk crap about the, the Rogan show, and granted, maybe I just don't go oh, seek out my, yeah, the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. Maybe I just don't go seek out my information as, as well as I should, because I, I'll admit, I only really look up stuff that I'm interested in. I don't mm-hmm. really go out of sure. my way to just pull up random hot topics that are going on right now. So with that being said, I would have never even known about what goes on in those cobalt lines. Nor would I have known... The resemblance of that with the rubber mines that were happening when cars were first becoming a thing—it's oh, yeah. all the same stuff. It's all really kind of the same evil.
0: But uh, yeah, that's that's my uh, moment, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, and, and that's why politics is such a—it's especially in today's world with the woke, you know, with the the idea of you know you, can, you can't you know cancel culture, you know, where you're not woke. You know, mm-hmm. you are seeing a, a kickback now. You're, I mean, or, well, that's not a good word for it. it. You're starting to see a reaction to it and some, some uh, people speaking up without necessarily speaking out. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Budweiser is a, is, a, is a perfect example, I think, of people not necessarily speaking out, but they're speaking up through their actions. Mm-hmm. You know Budweiser, you know Bud Light, number one by a large margin. Apparently, this week it's now confirmed. Modelo just passed up Bud Light. Bud Light has gone through the last two months of a 24 to 25 percent decrease in sales. And when you see that much of a decrease, and then Modelo, which was you know climbing the ladder, mm-hmm. suddenly is now number one. You know, and you're seeing. Uh, former Budweiser executives said, saying that you know they they stepped into something uh, that they're not going to get out of anytime soon, particularly with the mindset of the CEO not wanting to apologize or do anything to, to, to appease the greater mass. And when I say the greater mass, the people who actually buy Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And instead, he just says, I acknowledge it, but he's not going to uh, say i'm sorry i made a mistake or, or, or you know we went too far on or any of that stuff he doesn't want to take any stance saying they made a mistake or that they're sorry for what they did and that's kind of an interesting approach to this because the standard is the standard response to something when you screw up like this is wait it out usually within two to four weeks it goes away mm-hmm. well now you're going it's been two months and it hasn't gone away, and it's hit you in the pocketbook, and then in the you know in the amounts of seven to nine billion dollars in your stock value, you know the, your sales has dropped down a billion dollars per quarter, you know per month. So you're seeing both the, the pocketbook and the long-term value of your of your stocks <clears throat> depreciating considerably, and they're not stepping up. They're trying to put out some some commercials. To, to try to get back, you know, oh, we we support the military and oh we love the good old days of good tasting beer. And that's what, you know, that's what budweiser's all about, getting together and having a, a, a cold one together. <laughs> but you know, and so they're trying to go back to old old messages from yesteryear in hopes that people will forget. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
0: the fact that they're not addressing the actual issue is what's speaking volumes to their market. Their market saying, you're not addressing the issue. You're just hoping it'll go away. So Modelo tastes really good. <laughs> better, than, better than Bud Light. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying is that it's now started, it hit them in the pocketbook. And not only has it hit them in the pocketbook, it's it's not subsiding. It's still happening. Mm-hmm. And, and the bounce back losing, you know, seven to nine billion dollars, that's not something you're going to pick up overnight that's going to take a long time to build back particularly since you've fallen from the top dog now you're number two
1: yeah there's a the number one selling beer in america forever
0: yes and yeah
1: that's uh, that's actually the parody on the commercial that yeah. i don't know if you saw yes i've uh,
0: seen a few a couple yeah.
1: of them well this is this is ours this is mine this is the one that i i put on youtube oh so we that's that's the uh that's the philosophy that we went towards okay Excellent. Was, uh, yeah i'm just a real man this is what real men drink he's like i I just cut. I cut a. Say, I cut a log in half with just my pocket knife. <laughs> like, how long did it take you? Uh, about a half hour. It's only three feet round. Nah, that's about thirty NASCAR laps. <laughs> so it's just over the top dumb shit, right? <laughs> All right, right. And then it's funny because some people they don't get it, but it's, it's hilarious though. It's hilarious because
0: yeah, and and there you go. I mean, you can make parodies because they're not they're not stepping up and. And trying to actually address the issue, they're trying to sidestep it in hopes yeah. that, that people will, will you know, eventually forget. But if your product is not heads and tails above everybody else's, now people are tasting the other stuff again, and they're saying, you know what, this ain't bad.
1: It, it's so weird to me, too, because I personally never – that skit that we did, Drinking Bud Light, that's the only time in my entire life I've ever bought a Bud Light. They can honestly say that I've never drank a Bud Light. So I, well, I I never bought a Bud Light because I had a relative that drank Bud Light. So, like, Uh if it was around, I'd drink it because I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) But, but I'm not like, I'm not like, uh, I'd always be like, why don't you buy some real beer, you know? And uh, I have, I have bought Budweiser in the past because it's cheap, Mm. but I've never bought Bud Light. So the whole everyone drinking Bud Light was just weird to me in general because I'm like, why do you guys like this shit? It doesn't taste good. It is, I don't know, funny. Yeah. But then all it takes is some, uh, I don't even know <laughs> what to call this person, but that person does the, the mock at, And that's what's hilarious, too, is Bud Light didn't even, um didn't even, like, make a commercial with that person. <laughs> they just did a promo on the internet. That's all they did. And then they got a Well, they did get a can with their face on it. Oh, yeah. They did, <laughs> they, I think that's what kind of triggered everything, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. Do you want to circle back to this
0: video? Uh, either way, I, I, I'm more, I, the only thing I'm not – because I remember what happened on this one. The only thing I don't know is what led up to that situation. If he was actually being chased, or was he the one actually being chased or was he uh, just happened to be there? Although it sounds more like he was being chased.
1: I think, Yeah, I think because what I heard was he was uh, breaking into cars or something oh, like okay. that. Well, let's check it out. Here's, okay. yeah, here's yeah, the video. Right. I'll put this. Uh, we'll watch it together, guys. So this is Stephen Clark, um, probably, you know, right before his exit, if you will, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not very... Earlier, right? That wasn't very clear.
0: It all starts earlier. Right? Nine, ten I would nine, nine, like ten to see in the front, front officer's body, body cam. Right here you go. Someone what is the blacklight like, like, hey, yeah, yeah, what, uh, what color hoodie? Then, 16 minutes later, a police helicopter spots a suspect. This is Stefan Clark. Stefan. <laughs> the police footage doesn't show Clark break the window, but the police say they believe he was responsible for the reported vandalism. Clark jumps a fence into this yard. He looked here with his grandmother, although there's no reason to think that the police knew this. Moments later, I'm gonna
1: pause this real quick. Yourself. That's one. That's one thing that gets me, cause like, I'm not a police officer, nor have I ever been, right? But, um man, ye, it's so hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Not even just being a police officer. Let's say that you make sandwiches at Subway, and you just deal with a pissed off customer, right? You don't know what that person went through. It, it could be, it could be anything. So, like, just I don't know. I guess it's kind of a bad example, specifically with the police. Um, like he said, there's no way that they would have known that that's that dude's grandmother's no. house. Like they made like that's made out to be like a horrific thing. Like the poor kid was shot at his grandmother's house. Like, but they didn't know that, you know? Oh, of course.
0: Well, and and that goes back to I can even talk about my own personal experiences. And people sitting there said, "Well, you're just pulling him over because he's black." At night, I challenge anybody. To go on the freeway see a car that's speeding on the freeway and say i'm pulling him over because he's black i challenge anyone to be able to identify a person in front of you in a car to tell me that person's white black asian hispanic eastern european mm-hmm. you know, pacific islander any of those any of male adults. female <laughs> yeah <laughs> anything i challenge anyone to be able to do that because i can almost guarantee you're not going to be able to get it you can do lucky guess yeah you know, there might be a few telltale signs But you'd have to get up real close to identify that. But just like if I'm going, if I'm on the freeway and I see a car speeding, I have to do a pace on that car. And so usually, when you're doing a pace on that car, you're you're still even the closest you're probably going to get is maybe ten car lengths, Mm because you want to be off so they can't see you while you're pacing them. More times not, you're even farther than that. Yeah. Behind that car, so there's really very little Mm -hmm. chance of you being able to identify. You can't even identify how many people are in the car, let alone. The the, the 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 ethnicity, gender, etc. of the driver, and so when you look at that situation, and you say, "You just pulled me over because I'm black," says, "Well, you know, I challenge you to look at that car that just drove by and tell me what what's the race of that driver." Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty difficult, if not impossible, yeah. without lots of spotlights and everything. And we don't turn on the lights until we, we've confirmed that this person was speeding, or let's say they cut somebody off, and so I have to go chase the person, get behind them. You know, I, I try to do a quick uh, ID of the cards they cut off so that I can put that in my in the body of my, my traffic citation. Mm. But past that, you can't identify this person. It's yeah. almost impossible to do so. I pull them over, and it's during the approach that I finally find out if I got a male, female, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, etc. So, you know, for someone to say I pull them over specifically because of their race or their gender, no, not in, not at night. And that's mm-hmm. where most of our arrests come at night, not during the day. Daytime, it's, it's a lot easier to spot people, but even then, it's still difficult when you're, you know, you got a quarter mile distance when you first identify somebody, uh, a vehicle. Yeah. So, you know, that's I've always had issues with, you know, you you stop me because of my whatever, and so, that's one of the things I've always had, um, you know, actually before you start accusing me of something. What's the circumstance? If I pulled you over at night, could you have told me what color that person was on the thermal?
1: Yeah, well, it's well, yeah, exactly, and it's just like the 911 operator asked
0: the dude, uh, you know, black what race hoodie. are they? He's like, I
1: have no idea. They have a hoodie yeah. on. And, and what uh, color's the hoodie? Yeah, you know, it was
0: black. You know, because it's at night. Could have been dark blue. Does that make it invalid? Yeah. Uh, was it brown? Yeah. Or? And and, and to all the people who like to misconstrue stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Myself and Norji are condoning or supporting like do getting killed right like that sucks I yeah. don't ever want to see anybody die we're just merely pointing out like you know some facts here like things that would that you would put into perspective in a situation like this because we began watching this video simply by talking about a high profile thing to simply mm-hmm. divide people i mean there's so many ways that this video could be divided i've we've seen the internet we've seen the comments right we know mm-hmm. the two popular stances there's the one you know F the police and they shouldn't have did this and blah 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 and then there's the other side. He's a young black man committing crimes, so that's you know stereotypical is what the other side will say. You always have both sides, just like we talked about earlier. You know, it's just it's just wild.
0: Well, the other one that's a, a big news one that's national, if not even international, is the former marine who did a chokehold on the on the
1: on the subway. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we spoke about that. Uh, we actually touched on that for quite mm-hmm. some time with, uh, with Matt on a couple episodes about yeah. That's, uh, man, just a, a lose, lose, lose situation for everyone on that court, mm-hmm. for uh, the guy that died, for the guy that had to choke him out. Because he got sentenced to prison time, right?
0: No, he hasn't been sent. He's What they did was they do what uh, they took, They call a grand jury. In the East Coast, they do grand jury hearings. Grand jury hearings—it's a preliminary hearing to determine whether or not a crime may have been committed. So that gives it. So it's a preliminary hearing so that um, the DA and the defense uh, will look at: Do we actually have a crime here? Mm -hmm. If we have a crime, what's the severity of the crime, and can we identify the person who committed this crime? Do you know? Let's look at the definition of what level of crime did he commit, he or she commit. And so based on that hearing, they determined that, yes, we believe a crime was committed. And so they, they, they put out a warrant for uh, the former Marines arrest. And you know, he said, I was trying to protect the other people on that subway because the, you know, the, the guy was going crazy. Uh-huh. And that's something that they never show what led up to the chokehold. Well, yeah, because nobody was probably recording, right? Well, yeah, and and they're like, oh well,
1: shit! now They that do have some. They out. must
0: have some because a lot of these cars have cameras and stuff like that. And they may that. And that's the other part of 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 what led up to this to begin with. Same thing with Stefan Clark there. What led up to him being apprehended or identified in the first place? Yeah, you know. So those are the kinds of things that you, to be fair, in journalism, because my undergrad degree was in communications with an emphasis on broadcast journalism. And one of the big things we had to be trained on was impartiality and getting the full picture of the story. Yeah. And one of the things I see with, with our networks right now is that there is partiality. Oh, definitely. And in, in depending on which, which uh, network you go to. You know, Fox being far right and MSNBC, CNN and some of the others being far left, or at least that's the perception. And so as a result, because I used to always follow CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, just for general news. Mm -hmm. And when I was a public affairs officer working with all these different agencies, um, they were always very professional in how they handled things. And so, you know, fast forward 20 years later when I'm, I'm retired for over 10 years from law enforcement. And there does seem to be a bent of partiality towards how you know, the, 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 the news agency chooses to uh, direct their, their, their journalists to approach a news story. And so I know that a lot of folks say that Fox was created just to provide a right wing approach the news gathering, and so it's it's unfortunate that that's how they then that's the perception of, of of all our news agencies now is they're either left or they're right, yeah. with majority of them being left. And so when you hear that, you know impartiality is always going to be impartiality is going to always be the question. Mm-hmm. And when you have some of these crimes where you just go straight to the chokehold, still, yeah, be, yeah. And you're going straight to the chokehold. Are you in fact addressing? What occurred prior to mm-hmm. now? Apparently, the I, I forget the guy's name, but he's had numerous arrests.
1: Then yeah, he's like punching
0: people on the subway, yeah, and he, you know, he's he's attacked people on the subway, and so they're trying to paint him. Oh, it was this young man who'd sing and, and dance, and yeah. he was a dancer and all that stuff. But what about all his his long criminal history?
1: No, you could. And it's funny thing. That's why I was like, man, it's so easy to divide people because all you have to do is splice the video. And nobody cares. Like, we're in the age where people think TikTok is a news outlet, you know? Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> you got, I'm going to, I was actually in the works of writing some scripts like that, but you could literally take a, I hate saying that word now, but you, you could actually take a, a, a clip, right? So let's say, let's say we have a, a whole clip, right? We have uh, race, gender, none of that shit matters, right? So you have a person here and a person here with uh, their kids, right? This person comes up to the person with the kids and is like, Hey, I'm gonna kill you and your family. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this to your children, and then I'm gonna take your ID and go do this to your house, and blah blah blah. And then he pulls out a knife, right? And the dude's like, Well, F that, right? Pulls out a gun. He's like, F you, mother effer, pop pop pop. Shoots him two, three times, right? You could literally, gosh, I hate saying that, you, you could take the video. Pause it after the dude pulls out the knife and threatens his family. Show dude shooting him. Not even have the knife in the footage because he probably will drop it after getting hit the first time. And then here you have this psycho with this kid shooting someone on the.
0: Yeah. You can sh- interpret things based on how you cover the story. Yeah.
1: Or what you show. Or
0: how you edit the story.
1: Like you have all those things. All these, all these police shootings, they came out and, and blasted it over the media with their narrative before they even released the body cam footage. Mm-hmm. Like, granted that most of them, if not all of them, like, probably still shouldn't have happened. But the, but it's not as malicious and grotesque as they made it out to be. Like, they didn't just go and gun these people down for the fun of it.
0: Well, you know, like the George Floyd. Uh-huh. You know, we, we, we've had years of, literally we can say years now, of, you know, that incident occurring. And the follow-up and the fallout of all of that. And, you know if if you know a little bit about how law enforcement works um the guy who did the, the the hold on floyd he's a senior officer by by a number of years versus the other officers that were on scene
1: uh-huh.
0: at least one of them the was like in his first week or two on the job so he was just he's along for the ride quite honestly and then probably his training officer who didn't have that much you know he had a couple of few years on the job and he's keeping an eye on his trainee. And then you had the, the Asian officer who was there. And he only had a couple of years on it, as I recall. And so he's just backing people up away from, the, from, from Floyd and, and the officer who has got him on hold. Now, typically in law enforcement, senior guy is your, the senior officer on scene. And most of you will know who the senior officer is, is in control of the scene. He's the scene manager. He dictates, okay, you do this, you do this. And they do that based on the fact that he's the senior officer. He's got the most time on the job. He's got the most experience. So you allow the senior officer to, to, to direct what happens. And, you know, as far as he's concerned, I'm holding this guy who's probably 70 pounds heavier than me and a, couple of, a few inches taller than me, and he's got him under control. Now, I will fault the officer because, yes, you had him under control, but he was also in cuffs. So you, you needed to have adjusted to that part of it. Now, I, know, I can understand that he's worried this guy's going to get up and fight again. But now you have four officers total there. So four-on-one should be able to control this guy. While he's cuffed. While he's cuffed. You know. And so to that degree, I do blame that officer. He probably should have released, you know, okay, he's down on the ground. There are other ways of controlling him while he's on the ground without having to put your arm around his neck. cut his legs yeah you can, we have you know most cars and I you know this is fast forward 10 years ago we had straps where you could tie it around the yeah, person's tied, legs right. and just keep him so he can't run yeah you know you're not hog tying him or anything you're just securing the legs so he can't kick he can't get up and run and those do exist and whether or not they have those I you know no one really knows at this point but that's an alternative that you could have done he could have just gotten up off of him Especially when he says, "I can't breathe," you gotta have to listen to that, and you know, and and the
1: the, and the, the rough thing about that is though he he immediately said that when he got see that's the thing. What I was saying is you you get this awful picture. I mean, again, I'm not condoning, I'm not supporting this. I agree. The dude could have easily just gotten off him. Is, is hog tying humane? Probably yeah. not. Is, and, is and, sitting on him till he dies humane? Definitely not. So, I mean it's the lesser of two evils, no doubt. And but when he pulled him over immediately before he even got out of the car, he was saying he can't breathe. Yeah. So, so it's like he was already saying that. It's not like he yeah. didn't say it at all during the altercation, got put down, then he was like,
0: I can't breathe. Yeah. Uh, so the, and there's the, So you can kinda see why he didn't take yeah, it serious. And that goes back to if he had a body camera that was covering that, that's something that, that should have been brought up during the whole investigation. Yeah. And and but I and I'm not
1: trying to speak ill of the dead or anything because, again, I wasn't there. I'm not the cop. Mm-hmm. I'm not George Floyd. I'm not George Floyd's mm-hmm. family. I'm, I'm just a, a, a spectator. Yeah. When that cop pulls him over, as a police officer, I'm sure you've pulled over thousands of people high on drugs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he probably had no patience for it whatsoever. So even that, let's throw that to the side. When they first announced it, white cop kills black dude, right? A black man, whatever, and then I'm like, "There's got to be more to this." And then you find out that they knew each other, and they used to work together as bouncers. From what I
0: understand, they never actually knew each other. They worked for the same company, and they were at the same uh, venues working. They don't necessarily knew each other.
1: Okay, see, that's why I thought that maybe. And then, see, this goes to show you. This is why I don't have like super firm opinions on things. Because you don't Just know. Like, how are you going to, and it's such a, such a polarized moment. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, we'll F that guy or F this dude. Because both of those people have family members. Sure. George Floyd passed on. This dude's, oh, what, spend the rest of his life in jail? Prison no, right now? No.
0: A number of years, but not life.
1: Yeah, so, like, again, back to the subway guy. It's the same thing. Nobody wins, dude. Yeah. Someone got assaulted on the subway. These people, possibly children, watch this guy get choked to death. This dude choked someone to death. I've never choked anyone to death. I can't imagine it being the best feeling, unless you're, like, a barbarian or something like that, you know, a Nordic warrior.
0: You know, from what I see, one of the problems of, quote, unquote, chokeholds, like, our agency, we never had, we had a, we used to have a control hold that we used. That uh, when I went through in '84, we used and were trained on how to use it, and it was called the carotid hold. The free artery, carotid, yes, for the for that. And the way it worked is that your bicep and your forearm cut off the blood flow for the carotid. You did not, and the crook of your elbow was where the windpipe was, so that you made sure that, and and you had a very very uh, uh, detailed. Uh, Uh, training process on that hold. Mm -hmm. And and you put it so that the crook of your elbow is in line with with the the windpipe so that you weren't choking him. You were constricting the blood flow from the carotid arteries Mm -hmm. so that the person would black out. Once that person blacked out, they told you how to put put the man uh, down onto the ground on his stomach, quickly handcuff him, and then turn him over so that you can monitor his vitals. Mm-hmm. You're not holding on to the person throughout the whole time. Now, sometimes we've had people who have, are officers using carotid and the person they get they're They're so big and they've got enough next. Oops. I shouldn't get that, um, <laughs> but you shouldn't, uh, they, they had to <clears throat> not, not there. I should say that their neck was so strong. They were able to flex. So the carotid hold was not effective or was taking longer because The person could flex his neck to prevent the blood flow from being completely constricted going up to his head, to his brain. So I've seen officers trying to hold on to him and the person's flopping around trying to hold on. And so it wasn't effective. And so we use body weight. Two or three of us jump on top, get the guy onto the ground. Wrestle each guy taking an arm, another guy holding onto legs, and I've done that before. Where you got left, you got right. Mm-hmm. I'll hold onto the legs, and then they work to bring up the guy's arm so that you can put the handcuffs on him. Oh. And so, you know, the techniques of, of of the the holds that were control holds we're using, we've never used the phrase chokehold because we don't want to choke choking them. Yeah, because we are the techniques we were taught. You weren't choking them. Yeah. So you were restricting blood flow to the brain, but that was temporary so that you could get the person to black out and then you could quickly handcuff him. Because the whole point was to get the handcuffs on him. Yeah. So in the George Floyd situation, he was handcuffed. I know the officer was afraid that this guy was going to get away from him, but as long as you had him on his stomach, it would take a while for him to be able to get up. Yeah. Just that whole process of turning over, rolling to stand, try to stand up. You could tackle him before he could get into that position. You could just kneel on his back with one knee like on the shoulder blades or something like that, just enough. And we were able to do that where we were trained so that you could sit on top of a person where you're not even actually putting weight on him, but just enough so that if should he he or she try to move, you could then go back and, and, and put a little more pressure on the back to keep them from trying to get up. So there are techniques and I don't know what the ed- other agency, how they trained it, but you know, I know for our situations, we've been very careful about that. And then somewhere in the 90s, they did away with the the, the carotid. They decided not to even use it anymore.
1: Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> I think it was like, could be wrong on the year. I think it was like 1989. The first time, so I, I was fortunate. I was able to learn like choke holds and carotid holds and things like that. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it was about 1989. There was this giant dude. He had like long hair, face paint, right? And he had tassels. And you had this other dude in the hole for the longest time, and all of a sudden you could just see the life kind of go out of the dude's face, right? And then kneel to the ground, and then mm-hmm. the referee came over and he held the dude's arm up, and it dropped once.
0: Yeah,
1: you pulled it up again, dropped twice. The third time, no way, brother! Yeah. Hulkamania lives! <laughs> Hulkamania lives! Is the ultimate warrior in Hulk Hogan. Everything you need to know, right there. Yeah, uh. yeah. Chokehold heard around the world. He's like, he's he's, he's he's walking around and just stomping right, and the ultra warrior can't can't get him, can't get him.
0: You do know that that's <laughs> a little bit of theatrics there. What? Can you believe it? Whoa! How would you ever doubt Hulk Hogan's ability oh, to come back you. from the chokehold? Uh, actually, only after watching him on Rocky, on the Rocky movie.
1: <laughs> What's his name? Thunderlips or something? Yeah,
0: Thunderlips. <laughs> Man,
1: hey, I've been trying to bring this segment back, man. How many, how many or, or Hulk Hogan movies can you name?
0: I can't. can't. You no, know? I know he's made. He's been in a few.
1: I think I can probably name them all, just because there's not that many. Right? I don't think there are. There, so there's that one, obviously Rocky, yeah. Rocky three, and then there's uh, Suburban Commando, <laughs> Mr. Nanny. Uh, <laughs> there's Three Ninjas, uh, Kickback, or something, whichever one he's in, and then. Uh, and then he's in, uh, man, Suburban Commander. That movie is funny. Uh, if like, he, Oh, No Holds Barred with uh, you know, R.I.P. Debo. Oh, yeah.
0: I won't lie. I never watched those movies. You know, <laughs> I grew up on wrestling, <laughs> yeah,
1: man. i was a white trash
0: family. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> those, are, those are stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Despite the fact that I have Spanish. So this is funny. And I go fill out uh, any sort of application or, or form, that uh, requires your ethnicity. Oh, right? yeah, they ask. It, dude, it always says. So I need to do a DNA test because, from my understanding, uh, my grandpa on, on my mom's side is really Spanish, like a lot of Spanish. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I would get a lot of that from him. So I'd have enough to, to say that I'm very Spanish, right? Which would make me
0: kind of a Spanish, Right. Well, it depends. Is he Spanish from Spain? Yeah. Or is he Latin from from Central America? Yeah, it's from Spain. Okay. Is that is that not Hispanic? No, that's that's actually the Spanish from there are are from a European Correct. continent.
1: Correct. So, so Spanish people are technically not Hispanic.
0: It, again, as I think it's a matter of of because the the Spanish they they spoke they speak in Spain is Castilian Spanish, mm-hmm. which is one type, and that's kind of like your formal Spanish, whereas the 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 Spanish that you're seeing in in the Central American countries and in other throughout the world. It tends to be more of a, a, a different, I uh, 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 can't the word, but so that's why you know, I think it has to do with you know, where, what they identify as. Mm.
1: Yeah. Okay, well I guess that kind of might answer my question because I was wondering, uh, I don't know why it's taking so long to load here. Shout out AT&T, you have the worst internet ever. <laughs> If you're thinking about getting Wi-Fi or internet or anything, and you're thinking about getting AT&T, get whatever other
0: option you have. Yeah, so switched <clears> from AT&T <throat> to Xfinity. but I'm not picking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, well, you want to try it on that one just to see if on the stuff. No. Oh, you can just do one. I think I spelled Spaniards wrong too.
1: But no, yeah. I guess. We'll, I guess we'll figure this out before. Oh wait. Right.
0: Before we go away. Uh,
1: yeah, because I was gonna say that it always trips me out because it always says, like, are you, are you white, not Hispanic, or are you Hispanic? And I'm like, I'm so
0: confused. Because yeah, what, if, what if you're half that, Mexican, that, half white? That's, well, like my, my nephew and niece, or my, my brother, his, his, their mother is Polish, and, but their father is Chinese. What do they identify as? They tend to identify as, as Chinese, but in reality... They could go both directions, or some of the. From what I've seen, some of them are now uh, adding to the to the questionnaire on that topic of Are you uh, of mixed race?
1: Mm-hmm. So see, OMB defines Hispanic or Latino as a person of Cuban, Mexico, Puerto Rico, South or Central American, or other Spanish culture or origin, regardless of race. So all of the Spanish culture except for Spain:
0: Well that's what that asked that question. That should be another question:
1: Hispanic refers to person ancestry from a country whose primary language is Spanish. Latino as a variation refers to person origin anywhere in Latin America.
0: Right, ask, ask the question are people from Spain considered <clears throat> are people from Spain considered Hispanic
1: That's a good question.
0: Jamie, pull that up <laughs>
1: Oh, you don't listen to Joe Rogan, show, do you? Not too much. That's why you don't get the joke. <laughs> His assistant, Jamie, pull it up, Jamie. Uh, according to these definitions, a person from Brazil, where Portuguese is spoken, would be considered Latino and not Hispanic, and a person from Spain would be considered Hispanic but not Latino. All right. So, according to that, how do I answer that question? Because to everyone I'm just a white guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you met me, huh? I was just a little white fella.
0: But if I have Spanish blood that a lot of that has to deal with, you know, what do you identify as? That's part of what some of the questions on the transgender issue is. What do you identify as?
1: Are you are you are you trolling trying to bring that topic up or what exactly is going on here? (laughs) Because I think you kind of just set me up for
0: it. An obvious rebuttal here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you? So that that goes not, back it, to but, according to this definition, you can consider yourself Hispanic.
1: But that's because I am partly Hispanic, though.
0: <laughs> well, there you go.
1: <laughs> that that would be the difference, in my opinion. Okay.
0: Well, see, there you go. <laughs> so, because because it it goes back to definition. <laughs> that, but, it, but that's how some of the issues on on the transgender issue is coming back. With male versus female, and they they they're they're not really choosing science as their foundation. Yeah. But psychologically, or you know, personally, what do you identify as? And so they're not using it a, a science based, but more of a, a self worth, if you will. Um, it gives
1: people a purpose. So like, <clears throat> it's him Fuck it. what i was thinking is like so you know you know juggalos right <clears throat> juggalos the the big icp fans oh okay no disrespect to jugglos at all i have juggalo friends i have been like a poor kid right like i, I know what it's like to to find someone where you belong right so like the jugglo is a huge fan it's very admirable actually to be honest all jokes aside it's very admirable because it's like a huge family it's just a big gathering like they have a thing called a gathering and it's like Mm -hmm. big concerts everybody there is like but you watch videos and everyone's just like a family member like you go there and you're one of them you're going to be loved like they're going to treat you extremely well you belong and now most of these kids are misfits grew up in broken homes Mm -hmm. didn't really have anywhere and and again i i could be wrong about that i apologize any juggler who grew up in a you know, mom-and-pop suburban house, and I'm wrong. Because I, I don't know everything. Joys of life. I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. It's just my opinion as a man. Mm-hmm. So they they find a spot where they belong. They feel important. They go somewhere. They, they're they top of the world. That's them, right? That's their being. <clears throat> I feel like that's kind of the scenario with the trans people. I feel like you don't see the class valedictorian doing stuff like that, right? You don't see the all-star quarterback doing stuff like that, right? It's kind of usually the outcast or Mm, the, the, you know what I'm saying, the people that don't (laughs) fit in. So now, and again, no disrespect to them if I'm wrong, you know, you grew up, you are an all-star quarterback and decided to transition, what the hell do I know, right? Mm -hmm. Again, this is my opinion from what I see, my perspective as a spectator. And that gives them somewhere to belong, to feel important. And and cause we I can kind of contest this. I think I'm like the last generation that sort of was raised with the worth. Because if you're a kid now, <laughs> what the hell are you gonna do? If you ask high school kids, they want to be influencers, right? Yeah. If you would have asked me, I going to be like a firefighter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A paramedic, a brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now it's like I don't know what I'm gonna be when I grow up. Then then boom, I could be non-binary. I could be trans. I could be a part of this new new wave group that is going to be thriving. And my last opinion on that is that anything, <coughs> excuse me, I guess it's the capitalist nature and, and anything that you find you can market on. But if you're truly marketing towards like the pride aspect, right, does it really come with a big price tag at a, a market store? Like, uh, this is weird that you... You capitalize on it. Like, you're actually selling this idea. You're
0: legitimately, with the price tag, selling this idea. I would agree that there is, you know, if you will, a market for people who can educate others. And, you know, the education can come in many different forms. You know, you look at the... uh, They've created positions in companies for a person who teaches diversity uh-huh. and introduces and trains that company's employees on what is uh, you know what are people how do you deal with race diversity and all the other issues and so yes, there is a market for people who have knowledge who can who can train and educate people on what is a very you know, it's a new boat to fall, float on. And and some folks can swim well and get on top of the boat and, you know, teach people. And some people just kind of, they don't do it very well. But they got in at the right time. And, well, you now have a job teaching people to understand diversity. Uh-huh. Um, And then you look at it from a marketing perspective and profit. What I've seen is that, you know, you have... Some who use it to make money, and and a lot of times it's, it's There was a show way back in, in this well that was in the seventies, and uh, and what was the name of that show? But uh, the Partridge Family. No, no, no. Good times. No. It, it was, it was a. Shows. It was one. It was the closest. It was the closest thing you could do to have a uh, uh, kind of a variety show where you could. You know how you have like Carol America? Show? No, no, no. It's not a variety show like oh. that. You're killing me. Okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but they would introduce just things from. The- you know how you have America's Got Talent, no. and you have uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, and the Gong Show. Sorry, I thought that was actually it. No, i no. a- <laughs> <No. laughs> sorry. I'll stop. Go ahead. And uh, the- they they just did it was human nature human interest stories of different people doing different things and god i wish i could remember it because then then you you'd have a better understanding but somebody who had a great idea there's this one thing there's this this uh guy that a uh, the horse racing guy who who the horse was having a terrible time walking mm-hmm. they c- can't have this uh stuff called sorbitane sorbitane was this cushy stuff that 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 allowed people to uh, uh, the horse to be able to put weight on their on that hoof and then later became he was able to able to run and, you know, and then it went back to being a regular horse race, horse racer and, and could, could race in races. And I think it even won a few races. So, but the material sorbethane overnight became something that people marketed for insoles on your shoes. Mm-hmm. And next thing sure you know, sorbethane, even now and today, you can see some insoles sold now. And this is the 70s, and we're talking 2023. You still see some of these things. Sorbethane is part of that foot, the the, the, the insole for, for shoes. Hmm. So you know, they introduced something. Someone got an idea. Hey, maybe we can market this for, and so you're making money on it. So is that a marketing ploy? Yes. Is it, but it was it, did it actually work? I bought a pair and I still have that same pair. <laughs> That's how long it lasted. <clears throat> I bought it in like in 84, 85. Oh, man. And, you know, almost 40 years later, I still have it because they didn't wear out. Jeez. You know, and it gave you enough cushion. And I I, I had them on some of my uh, sports shoes when I was playing volleyball in college. I had them in my insoles, and they were the greatest thing in the world because I was constantly jumping up and down, you know, because that's what you do on the net. And and they worked, and then they never lost their, their, their cushioning power. So I thought this is great stuff. So I use that as an example of of, uh, of you can market if you see something on TV and hey, we might be able to make something off of this one. and boom, you know it was a, a, a forty years later, you still can see it as 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 part of the um, uh, in used for or what it was originally designed for. So I don't know, I, I think. There can be times when marketing a material or an idea is a good idea. Sometimes people can make it for their own benefit.
1: Uh, yeah, because you could kind of it goes back to like the sugar thing, right? Because wasn't sugar extremely bad? It was proven it was bad, and then they kind of just paid everyone off and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I keep
0: doing sugar." But
1: if- okay. Okay.
0: the other one that they use is corn syrup.
1: Yeah, high fructose corn syrup. I've been it, talking about that a lot. Like, why is that in our
0: food still? And well, it's fructose. Oh, sorry. No, well, high fructose, no. no. Corn the fructose surf. is one of the forms of sugar. Oh, gotcha. And so, and and, and and that's what what. And I know the corn industry for a while actually advertised <laughs> that sugar is sugar, and so even though it's corn syrup, it's still sugar. Yeah. And you know, not everyone bought it, but but that bought the idea. But in fact. That was kind of how some of that worked.
1: Yeah, and to play devil's advocate, and kind of like you were saying, to go back to it, the, the marketing of the, the, the pride and trans stuff, like, that's not making it an invalid cause. Nope. It, it's just pointing out that, like, it's just crazy how, but you do have a market for everything, right? Sure. I mean, you, they sell t-shirts with peace signs on them. You can market anything. So I just want to make it clear that I don't think that that uh, makes it any less of you know, a movement or whatever you want to call it, or sure. a, a cause, or a group of people. I just thought that it's kind of crazy because like you said earlier with BLM, it just seems like you kind of go after
0: they were very selective in what they chose yeah. to 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 protest.
1: Yeah, like are those are those people that are peddling all those clothing at Target and stuff like that. Are they really gonna help trans people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are they really going to do anything for their community or anything productive? Or are they just going to make a lot of money off selling shit in store? I think, you know,
0: because what's also kind of in the – because the other big controversy with trans is in athletics, women's athletics. You know, we oh, – I forgot the full name. But the, the, the transgender athlete who went from being a male one year and then the following year he was a female competing in women's swimming
1: yeah
0: and yeah. next thing you know he, he's beating people in, in in his specialty race you know by by 10 12 seconds and the the question was here's the guy who's six foot three and just towers over all of us he has not completely uh made the transition in the sense that he did not lose he did not have a certain appendage removed from his body and yet he was still in the women's locker room. And yeah. the women were saying, How, where, where are our rights? Why do we have to stare at his male appendix while he's changing and still be able to identify as female? Yet we have no say in the matter. And In fact, from what I've been reading, uh, one of the, uh, the athletes at Penn State was complaining that we were told to be quiet. Well, you know, so, you know. Well, yeah, because look at the girl that came in second place, right? She has
1: scholarship hopes. Yeah. So you think that she's going to want to be quiet about it? That, well, that—that's
0: that, what happened in in, in, in high school uh, a few years back. A few girls who you know, they they didn't place high enough, and so their scholarship opportunities were, were considerably lowered because they were going a uh, going up against uh, male high school athletes who just you know only a year or two earlier were competing in male sports. And so that was the argument and so that's why from as I recall 20 states have made legislative changes so that a person who competes in boys or girls sports in high school uh, can only compete in the uh, what their birth certificate placed them as so if they were born male then they can only compete in male uh, <clears throat> athletics and so that's so not quite half what forty percent of the The states in the U.S. uh, do not allow transgender uh, athletes to go into where they choose to, what the the choice of gender they choose to be in, um, to compete in.
1: And that's what's crazy is, like, who's pulling these strings? Because they booed that dude. Mm -hmm. They booed him and they cheered the second place late girl who would have been first, obviously. But it's just, wow, so who's... Who's was like allowing this? They didn't want it. The spectators, the parents don't want it, but it's happening.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I think you know, it, it, that's a difficult uh, – that's that gray area, I think, in sports that, that aren't always um, – there's a lot more emotion involved in the decision-making process than there is a scientific one or anything else for that matter. Mm-hmm. I know that for women's groups, for the women competing in female sports, you know, Title 13 was a big deal for them, meaning that we have equal opportunity to compete in the same number of sports as the men have uh, to compete in. And so now transgender females who were originally men are now competing. It's defeating the whole purpose of Title 13 because now guys can change their gender and, you know, they go through a certain process. They can now become females and identify as females and now they're competing in, in sports where the competition is probably less just because physically they have more muscle mass more you know other other I,
1: I, I, if g has to explain this to you guys you probably <laughs> should find a different show
0: <laughs> please continue oh but it's true. i mean think about that you know because i've i've watched enough on, on on of these interviews and read enough articles where there's the the argument that they're women but I'm of the, the argument that they're not <laughs> and, and, and in trying to be fair in both directions. Okay. You have a, a, a person who identifies as female, but you know, if you're six foot three and your competition is five foot six. Guess what? You're probably going to have advantage in swimming. Just be, just, just by your length alone. And women are actually like losing rights because of this. Yes, I mean, realistically, you know, they're, 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 they're losing opportunities.
1: They're losing their voice. Because now, right, there's like the huge thing that they're called cis women. It's like they're just women. They fought a long time to vote, you know, like they've done their deed in history of the world. They deserve their spot in it, and they're just being trampled on by men.
0: Or, or they're being tra- they're trampling on women. Yeah. Based on the transgender mindset. I am a woman. They believe that they are women and and then they argue about the scientific aspect of it and what's right and and you know i i'm having listened to both sides i'm leaning towards the women uh, yeah. very, you know considerably more so than the transgender athlete who's going from male to female especially if they're they, they're making the transition at age 19 20 21 they have gone through the you know the, the the period of time where they could build the you know their muscle mass to be superior to to a female athlete
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then make that switch. I try to look at it as as professionally as one can, or at least objectively as one can. You have to, like I was yeah. saying,
1: you gotta play devil's advocate. We don't know everything.
0: Yeah, but at that you know I, at right now at this time I'm not convinced that that it's equal.
1: No, and it's funny because sometimes like there's a lot of satire in what i say but then a lot of stuff like kind of serious i guess Mm -hmm. but with that being said is like i don't have any issues with trans people like at all my only thing is that if you're a biological dude don't compete in women's sports that's just not acceptable on any level any scale it's just ridiculous to -hmm. be quite honest with you it's uh, absolutely absurd to think that you're a dude (laughs) with the with the male genitalia And be like i feel like a woman i'm gonna go swim in the women's division
0: like dude now there there are that you know it's not just they they feel they actually have to go through some some medical yeah yeah yeah, they take
1: the procedures and stuff which which doesn't which doesn't validate their cause at all because if that's really what you like so for instance if i were to today I feel like I'm a woman. My hair is already there, right? So I was grown it from a mullet. So it looks, you know, (laughs) it looks layered. I already looked like I did it on purpose. So, you know, I'm partially there. I just feel like a woman. Um, I still have to go take drugs for it. I still have to take take hormone blockers. I'm going to have to have surgery. I'm going to have to do all this altering stuff to my body to be someone that I naturally am. Like,
0: (laughs) you know what that sounds like, G? What <laughs> sounds like mental illness? Well, you know, that's the argument. Now, I have a trans son. Um, my, my, my wife's uh number three child, uh, born female, but oh, a few years back went through the transition, uh, surgical transitions and 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 others, and now is uh, as a male. You know, the one thing that that, that has helped him is that his father uh, his he's six three six two six three so uh, he is now he's a six foot male so he's he's, he's not genetically he's not, tall. yeah so he's he's tall so he fits in <clears> better <throat> if you will um, but he's a brilliant actor and and he does a lot of, of work and he's he's working in, in uh, one of the local uh, um, theaters uh, as well as he works outside of but you know, I've I've had to see that side also. I've kind of had to live through it. He lived with us when he was going through the transitions. How old? He's now thirty. No, when started. He, I want to say mid twenties. Yes,
1: he's a grown ass grown yeah. ass person. Yeah, able to make decisions. Yeah, yeah. he made decisions.
0: He, but he yeah. went through. He was going through a very difficult process before he finally came to this to this conclusion of who he was, what he was, and what he needed to be because mm-hmm. uh, when he was in high school you know he everyone kind of looked at him as a tomboy he was an outstanding athlete in in women's sports but he was female mm-hmm. at that time he he was born and raised he was a female born as a female um he did um uh, also an outstanding student had opportunities to go to some ivy league schools and and even one of the military academies but ultimately chose not to
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um you know so during that time he was he was going through some personal evolution uh within his within himself, at that time herself, thinking, oh, I must be a lesbian. And then from there, and you know, he evolved some more and then finally came to the conclusion over time that, you know, in and, and counseling and everything else, that I, I'm a male trapped in a female body. And he came to that conclusion after, you know, going through years of having to deal with, you know, the confusion of what what was happening with him and what how he was feeling. So you know, ultimately he, he chose, yeah, I am a male, and so he did do some some of the medical procedures necessary to to make that uh, change. So having lived with some of that, okay, I, I get that side. Um, he's not made complete changes, but enough that yeah, he's a male,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I love him. He's a good good person, uh, very loving person, very talented person. So. You know, I, I, I support who and what he is, and and I don't have any issues with it. I know that a couple of family members are, have have been kind of shaky with it, and I can understand from their perspective. That, you're always going to have two sides. Yeah, you're going to saying. have some of that, unfortunately, for, for some. But, you know, he's got a good partner, and they've they been in a long-term relationship, so I'm happy for him that they've been able to work through things and, and, and move on with their lives together, so... Good for them. So, is
1: their partner uh, uh, female? Fem- female. Mm-hmm. Biological or
0: biological okay. female. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they've been together. There, she's aware of what, what 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 he had to go through. They were together before he went through the process.
1: Well, no. So he, were, he there took there like testo- kind of. or testosterone and everything like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, it, um, <laughs> so I, I I was telling my friend Matt, right? I was like, we got to stop. Breaking character and tell people that it's satirical, right? Because people are going to hear him or comment. It's the biggest it's mental illness, and blah blah. Like, so the satirical aspect aside, and this will be the last time I break character, <clears throat> is that like everyone's everyone's different. What I <clears throat> what I cannot stand is when people blanket statements. Like, you probably had that friend. Um, They're always like, you don't know what it's like. Like, they're just ultra depressed, right? Mm -hmm. And they think that they're the only person that's ever been depressed. And the situations and the problems that they have have never been uh, encountered by any human being ever in the millions of years of our existence. And it's just so asinine. Because it's like, well, okay, so it's asinine. but But at the same time, like, people are unique. So when I blanket statement and say everyone that transitions, right, the satirical comment, sure, sure. With, with that being said, everyone's completely different. You have the 20-year-old female biological who, gro- who grows up, and perhaps she was going through these, uh, these thought processes at an early age, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe she felt out of place when she was 12. I, I don't know, right? I'm not that person. I, I don't know. So they're old enough. They're an adult. They make that decision, and then they, they transfer over. Um, that's not the crime. transition. Not, transition over. They tra- transfer over like a carbon copy, but <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> so the transition over, and uh, it is what it is, right? They're an adult. They made that decision. Yeah. What's weird to me, and uh, this isn't satirical. I'm actually serious about this. What what I I don't like is that when it's forced upon kids. Sure. So like, or I adults saw, for that matter. I so well, anyone can be manipulated, and, and and that's that's my problem. Like I, I don't care what your sexual preference is, anything like that. Like sure. what you what you want to do mm-hmm. uh, with your life is your life. I'm, I'm not God. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't believe in God, I'm not, you know, Joe Biden or whoever you think it or is whatever you. whatever supreme being that you e- Exactly, in. exactly. I'm sure. not that person. I'm not here to judge you. We're all humans. I love all my brothers and sisters. We're all built from the, the same fibers. We're all bleed blood, mm-hmm. bleed the same blood. Bleed right. And so, yeah, exactly. We're, we're all the same creature so they can do whatever they want i'm not here to judge anybody just like i don't want anyone to judge me for what i do if i do something they don't like but as long as it doesn't hurt anybody or affect anybody so with that being said is the brainwashing like i saw a video of this dude and he's boastful about it this kid's like i want to say he's like five maybe six a very young kid dude he starts transitioning this kid wow and he's going through, like, gender reassuring treatments. I don't even know what that is, right? He's going to these things. And this is documented for, like, four or five years. And this just <laughs> befuddling, I guess, would be a word to use. I was like, this kid doesn't even have a clue. Like, can he name seven continents? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, does he know the states and the the country in which he lives in? Because I think they're in the U.K., or they, oh. Providence or whatever they have out there. Mm-hmm. Like, does does he know... Stuff like that, right? Does he know how to sure. prepare his lunch in the morning? But that's
0: just crazy, dude. You know, I I, I will...
1: I'm not, I'm not for
0: you, that. I, I'm with you. That was my point. I, I, and this is where I think one of the big issues for parents uh, with, with children, just children, the schools have, a number of school districts have put in policies that say that if a child shows an interest in wanting to Uh, change their, their gender preference or what have you, that the schools can keep it a secret from the parents. Yes. And that is where I can see major issues with that because as a parent, I'm responsible for all the actions of my child. So if my child breaks something, I'm responsible for what that child did when they broke a window or something like that. I'm responsible for their actions. Yeah. But what happens now, this kid is going through transition, and then I find out that this, the school district hid it from me. The kid did something while going through some of the medical procedures and, and, and did something, maybe even a heinous crime. And I wasn't aware of it because the school district and the, and the teachers and whomever was assisting them kept it from me. Does that not then become a liability issue for the school district and for the individuals helping and keeping withholding that information from me as parent? At what point then do, do I relinquish liability responsibilities from the actions of my child because all this stuff that was happening to that child because the school district and the people in the school district representing the child never told me what was going on. They withheld all that information mm-hmm. from me. That is where I think parents and why you're seeing a backlash of, of, of the anti-transgender movement, if you will, is because of the fact that, Actions are being taken where parents are being withheld from what's going on. When you have, you know, uh, drag queens coming into schools yeah. and, and doing things, and the kids aren't, because it used to be whenever we had certain types of uh, activities when I was growing up, even when they had sex education, we had to sign form. parents had to sign forms A that allowed for, yeah. the parents to be able to, you know, uh, the, the parents acknowledge that, yes, my child's going to get uh, sex education from the school. Yeah and now they're just doing it there's no question about are they telling the parents that we're going to be doing something that could be controversial or could be uh, uh, a change in your child because of after they've been exposed to this but if you're not telling the parents then when does the liability of the school take over now for whatever damages if you will if there's damage or if the parent finds out well after some uh, you know, procedures have been taken, when were you going to tell us? Well, we're not going to tell you because our, our school policy is not to tell parents at all. So that's when the school is taking on a huge responsibility and excluding parents from being involved in that decision-making process. There comes an, uh, I can see where parents, I know as a parent, I would have a heartburn of major proportions if. Some uh, the school district was withholding information and helping my child to do something that I'm not aware of. Yeah. Dude, they they
1: provide abortions for girls at schools and stuff like that without telling the parents. Dude, and that's insane. That's again that that's, the trauma from that and dude and that, so that that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't I don't like involving the kids. They're easily manipulated. You could. You could teach a kid anything in elementary. Sure, I mean, especially look at, if you start early enough. Look at Nazi Germany, right? Mm-hmm. The little youth camps. Yep. I mean, that's exactly the, the whole youth. premise. Exactly, that's exactly yep. the premise of it. Mm-hmm. So you could have, you could brainwash kids; they're just sponges. You could just, you could teach them to be, you know, world leaders, uh, Nazis. You could just <laughs> yeah. teach them to be successful tradesmen. They'll learn anything. So, if you're teaching a kid who doesn't know who they are like this unnecessary stuff is just it's just it's just, ah, it's just well, so weird and,
0: and you know i think once a child turns 18 they're an adult legally yeah. an adult then i understand when a child chooses to go a different route from what their parents you know try to teach their children or try to expose their children to like growing up i was involved you know i grew up in kind of a christian background you know, Christian religious um, Christianity, you know, based religion and all of that. And so, what I when I became an adult, I made some decisions for myself. I loved what the church basically taught you about treating others and being a you know the type of person I would like to be and how others would treat me. I treat them the same. that, you know. So that I, I agree with the, with with that part of it, but I also had issues with with you know how religion taught certain things and in, in the belief systems of, of Christianity. So, you know, but at 18 on moving forward, you know, I, I made decisions for for me, but I was an adult at that point. Uh-huh. I could vote, still couldn't go to a bar, I had to wait until <laughs> 21 to get, go to a bar, but I didn't drink, so it didn't hurt me that much. Yeah. But but the matter of fact is is that hey, at eighteen you're considered considered legally an adult. Yeah. You can now take actions that you choose to go towards, and you can also um, suffer or be rewarded from the consequences of your decision-making processes. But below, from 17 down, guess what? I think as a parent, especially since I'm responsible for your actions, I need to know what's going on with you. And, and it's hard sometimes for kids to open up to their parents, but at the same time, you know, they, they should have, the, the school district has some issues that they want to be able to deal with their kids, the, their students, that's great. But the parents do have to have an open line of communication with the school district and the representatives in the school. Otherwise, what's happening now with this distrust of school districts and parents taking, you know, major action to to uh, to fight fight what's going on in the school districts? Now they're they're going for the heads of the the school board. Yes, yeah, because right. you're you're agreeing with this practice
1: yeah at this at this rate man i couldn't imagine my child going to public school like yeah. i mean it's just crazy to think about and we it's nice that you brought up religion because that's another thing uh you have kids that are every cause right everything we've been talking about today has one common thing they're all good causes that meant well and, or maybe they weren't even meant well, but they could have meant well. Mm-hmm. And they would mean well, right? Like everything serves a purpose. You know, we're talking about women's rights, trans rights, BLM, <clears throat> all that stuff. So <laughs> there's always the people that come in and ruin it. There's Christianity, right? Dude, how many kids are molested over religion? And these kids are brought up no, no different than... If And that's kind of how I see it, and again, I could be wrong. I'm comparing apples and oranges, but you're raising a kid at a young age to think that they're a different sex or a different gender than they really are, and then in the Christian aspect of it, the bad side, not the good side, obviously, they're raising the kids to just be servants, you know, or being raised in a, a section of molestation. Are you privy to the, the Duggar family? Yes. So I just watched, the, I just watched the, the little docu series or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. on Amazon,
0: and because I don't really know a lot about it, right? Um, Very popular TV show. That it, yeah, I never saw it. Yeah, I heard watching? of it. Yeah, I watched a little <clears throat> bit of it as it was going on.
1: <clears throat> so it's crazy because <clears throat> I've like you can kind of see kids, it, kids are kind of an open book if you if you know what they're doing or like see those signs Mm -hmm. so like the first thing you notice is everyone said wow you have so many kids none of them are misbehaving right i've been around kids where their parents are not like the best parents what do those kids do they shut the fuck up and they mind their business and they only spoke when spoken to because they don't want to get their ass whooped or they don't want to deal with their alcoholic parents or drug addict parents same concept <clears throat> That's why they're all obedient because they're gonna get their ass warm. They're talking about the the blanket game, right? Or, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch the documentary? No, I have not. Oh, okay. I've so, seen the Doob family the <clears throat> and the shows me. they were on. Oh, well, wow! You should watch the documentary. <laughs> if you've seen the shows, it'll probably be more impactful than it mm-hmm. was to me. So they explain this game called the blanket game. What they do is they take an infant around six months old, right? and they put a, uh, their favorite toy, say this tech deck, right? It's the toy that they love. They've been playing with it all day. Mm-hmm. You Put that shit next to them and you put a blanket over them. Every time they reach for it, you smack their hand. They're six months old. Right. And you're just doing that to them for how long? They're gonna start crying. Sure. you are gonna continue doing this shit. It's child abuse. That's, that's insane. <laughs> and this is all in the name of Christianity. And, uh, yeah. and, and so spoiler alert, the oldest son was molesting some of his daughters oh, sisters.
0: sisters. Okay.
1: Like, duh, right? You, you, have a, you have a family where you have 12 kids that don't, they're not allowed to see the outside world, that don't know what's going on. Like, it's funny because there's some stuff, and it's going to sound funny saying this, because there's some stuff that I kind of agreed with. Very, very minimal stuff. One of the things was that they didn't want uh because one of the things is that it's so patriarchal right the women are in traditional women roles and then the men are in traditional men roles so the women are always watching the kids doing all that shit. so that's not what i agree with by the (laughs) way (laughs) what i'm going
0: to say is (laughs) but you're just explaining
1: but i'm explaining uh, the the, the, the build-up yes correct (laughs) was that they didn't want they didn't want boys changing the diapers of girls makes complete sense okay. you have a 12 13 year old boy changing his sister's diaper curiosity is gonna set in you know he's a boy going through puberty you don't want to put neither of your kids not your daughter not your son in that situation it's just not healthy sure so that I agree with but it goes into play of like I said they're completely deprived of the outside world yeah so they don't know what any of that stuff looks like this is probably exactly what happened He probably you know saw his sister one day and was just so curious whatever not condoning do this piece of shit fuck yeah. that guy don't molest your sisters or anybody but <laughs> uh it's just wild I, I don't know kind of off tangent but on no i but,
0: guess and and you know sometimes when we look at anything <laughs> it's almost like medication in moderation it can be a good thing but to extremes even the best of medicines the best of practices, the best of religions taken to an extreme can sometimes take it too far. And when you take it too far, sometimes your belief system causes more harm than good uh-huh. because of you know, the extremism that you take some of these things to. You know, without having to name examples or anything, I'm just talking about you know medicines. Aspirin is good. Twenty-five aspirin at one time probably not good. You could really hurt yourself with that. Same thing with you know with religion. Religion teaching you you know the, you know morals and, and 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 the things of how to treat others and how how you can treat yourself as as a as a person of growth and a person of faith and belief. That's good. But what happens when you take it to the extreme of you're going to act as 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 a one of the saints, you're going to, you know, judge people based on everything you've learned. And next thing you know, you take it to this extreme level. And sometimes, you, you know, we, that's where we come up with the phrase, re, religious zealots. They, they overdo it. And, you know, they, they, and I think that's sometimes what happens. Like, I don't like using the middle East as an example, but to a degree I do, because if you look at some of the different, um, belief systems and the, the different factions coming from the various religions in the in, in that area. Some are very extreme. Like Sunni Shiite. Yeah, some of the some of the groups there, the religious beliefs of some of them are very, very extreme. And you've got some where, where uh, you know, since the US has been has left Afghanistan, now some of the old traditions have come back to Afghanistan and the women's roles which had been opened up, are now being closed back up. You know, the uh, the idea of, of, of educating women uh-huh. and, uh, you know, what they can wear and, and how they can act. And and if even if a woman, uh, now there are some of the religious beliefs that even if a woman is raped, she's at fault and they stone yeah. her. You know, so she's already been a victim of somebody who took advantage of her, and now she's going to be stoned by the same people who should have actually protected her protected her are gone after the person who committed the rape instead they blame her and she's the one who ultimately suffers the punishment so I have issues with that mindset of especially in in that to me is an extreme version of what happens in those situations so you know I don't like um, that to me that was a backwards movement or or for a community a culture but at the same time, we we believe that countries should have the right to self-determination. Yeah. Ultimately, Afghanistan spoke. The people who were in charge took took control, or the people who were in power took control, and this is how we're going to be. Is that self-determination, technically and officially, yes? But at the same time, we don't agree with it. But we are also, we, and I say us here in the US, we've been grown up, we have been brought up in a Western civilization with Western beliefs. Mm -hmm. They are different from what we see in the Middle East. We have difficult time understanding them, agreeing with them, yet, culturally, that is the right that they choose to go to (laughs) and, uh, you know, preside with in that country. Who's right, who's wrong.